Hi, I'm Joanna Roach with the Mariah Mitchell Association, and you are listening to The Nature of Nantucket. I'm here today with Jack Dubinsky, who is the director of our aquarium on Washington Street. And we are going to chat a little bit about release day, which is next Saturday. Welcome, Jack. How's it going, Joanna? Good. I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about what your crew and you have planned for release day. Can you give us a little sort of rundown on what happens typically? Yeah. Um, This year, release day is Saturday, October 7th. Um, We're running it from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. It is super fun. Uh, Tons of people show up and um, everybody gets to help us release animals. Uh, Usually we have um, you know, like 800, a thousand fish, crab, shrimp, and things to release back into the ocean. Um, so everyone gets to help us release animals. Uh, we're also going to have some awesome activities there as well. So we're going to have a popcorn machine. We're going to have face painting. Uh, we're going to have our touch tanks available, um, for those who, uh, want to extend a goodbye to some of the animals. Uh, it's a lot of fun and it's completely free. That's great. I think that um, this year is a little bit special because it's our last release day at our uh, Washington Street location in that particular aquarium. And I know that that feels a little bittersweet for me, Jack. How does that feel for you? Yeah. Um, you know, I I started my marine science career at, at this aquarium when I was 12. Um, so I've you know spent, I think, 11 summers um, on and off over the years at the Mariah Mitchell Aquarium at 28 Washington Street. So um, it'll definitely be a little sad to see it go, but I'm super excited for the future of the aquarium and um, the marine sciences at the Mariah Mitchell Association. And I'm super excited to have everyone at the aquarium to you know help send, send off the animals and um, give a proper goodbye to the facility there. So let's talk a little bit about, we're going to wind it back a bit. Let's talk a little bit about how you and your team actually get these animals every season and maybe talk about, you know, that process and then a little bit about what you've ended up with this season, because I know you have a few stars of the circle tank. Yeah. So we have a variety of ways that we collect animals. Uh, primarily we have our seine net. So in the summer and the fall, we do these really fun field trips called the Marine Ecology Field Trip, uh, where we take guests out to the harbor beaches around Nantucket um, with, with lots of eelgrass. And we have this big 10-foot seine net operated by two people. We go through the eelgrass and we count all the different animals we find and identify them. And some of the special ones um, come back to the aquarium for us to display. So we seine for animals. Um, we do some collecting with hook and line. So, uh, for example, our uh, scup in our 400-gallon aquarium this year um, was collected by hook and line by myself and the interns off of the town pier. Um, we have, let's see, we have some tropical fish and those, um, let's see, the butterfly fish we've collected um, through snorkeling. So uh, we go snorkeling usually around the jetties with little hand nets and jars, and we catch the little baby tropical fish um, and bring them back to the aquarium. And then um, we also have some fantastic partners. So uh, Mark Genthner on the Just Do It Too and um, Josh on the Critter Cruise um, have both um, been fabulous over the years um, collecting animals for us and donating them to the aquarium. So a lot of our um, our big animals in the circle tank this year are from Mark. Um, so variety of methods collecting the animals. 
That's cool. And so in terms of the the superstars this year, tell us a little bit about the fish that are in the circle tank. I know that there's some, are they dogfish sharks? Uh, yeah. So um, we, we rotate our animals throughout the year. Um, right now in the circle tank, we have a really big school of menhaden, which are a type of herring. We have a big uh, striped bass. We have a big flounder. Um, we've got, let's see, our big sea robin, um, some black sea bass as well. Um, our big sharks, um, we, um, released, um, them earlier. Um, but we have our baby sharks still. Um, we have baby smooth dogfish. They're like, I don't know, 13 inches long or so, um, probably just a few months old. Um, we'll keep those, um, through release day. Um, but yeah, our, probably our most popular animals this year, Clementine, our one in 30 million orange lobster. She's kind of our unofficial mascot everyone you know comes and checks in on, on her this is her 11th summer with the Ryan Mitchell Aquarium and we've caught all sorts of really cool tropical fish this year um those of you you know listening might be familiar with um, all of the you know big articles that have been coming out um, about how warm the Atlantic Ocean has been this year and um you know it's it's normal um you know for us to catch some tropical fish um, but in the last like five years we'd catch maybe like you know, three or four per summer. Um, but this year, since the water's been so warm, we've been catching more than we've we've ever seen. Um, so I think right now we've had like over like 35 tropical fish that we've we've seen this summer, which is uh, pretty unprecedented for us. Um, most recently, we just caught a, an entire school of permit, which are um, these silvery fish. People go to Florida to go permit fishing. They get like three feet long. Um, and we caught a school of baby ones, um, the other, the other day, right behind the aquarium. So, um, definitely a very exciting year for us fish nerds. Wow. So now you're going to let the tropicals go as well. And how will they fare? Like, how are they going to find their way home, Jack? Yeah. So we actually keep most of our tropical fish, although we have so many this year that we're um, going to see if some of our partners at other aquariums um, would like to adopt some for us. But unfortunately in the wild, most of the tropical fish that get swept up here um, as, as larvae, as babies uh, don't, you know, they settle down in New England or even sometimes further North. Um, there were butterfly fish uh, found in, in Nova Scotia this year. Um, unfortunately, um, a lot of those tropical fish don't have the instinct and the strength to swim back down south before the winter comes. And so most of the tropical fish that um, we find in our waters are unfortunately lost to the population. So when we find them, we we tend we don't want to release them because they they won't survive. Um, the, the exception to that rule is um, there is um, some evidence that um, some of the really strong swimming tropicals like um, like permit and crevel jacks and, and amber jacks and things like that might have the strength to swim back south um, and they grow really quickly. So um, a, a six month old, um, you know, amber jack can be, you know, eight, nine inches long. So they might have, you know, the ability to swim back home. But um, things that we catch um, that aren't strong swimmers, like uh, lizard fish, uh, butterfly fish. We caught three short big eyes this year. Um, they won't make it home, so um, we're going to try and, and keep them or or rehome them um, if we can. That's great. That is great. And also this weekend, I know you've invited this weekend coming up, you've invited some of your team of past years to come and visit us and to help with this sort of last release day at this location. 
Um, can you just tell us a little bit about the internship program and, you know, your experiences about uh, with working with some of these great people who have kind of passed through our doors? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I obviously have a very biased opinion, but I think um, the Ryan Mitchell Aquarium internship is um, one of the coolest marine science internships in the country. Um, I think at least as of last year, we are one of only like either two or three paid aquarium internships in the country. So um, it's a really uh, rare and unique opportunity, especially for folks um, that can't afford to do unpaid internships to get that first foot in the door, um, especially if they want to pursue, um, you know, um, careers in, in aquariums, um, but also, you know, in marine sciences in general. Um, the aquarium internship at the Ryan Mitchell Association is really special too, because we, we really, um, you know, train the interns how to run all facets of the aquarium operation from collecting animals, acclimating them, designing the tanks, um, all of the husbandry, water changes, water quality testing. Um, so the aquarium interns here are really, you know, running the show um, along with me. And so the degree which um, to which they grow um, their knowledge um, for, you know, aquarium husbandry is, is very, very high here. Um, it's also a ton of fun. I mean, you're on this beautiful island um, working with fish and um, and families all day. It's it's a really uh, cool, special experience. Um, and uh, I would recommend it to anyone who um, wants to, you know, pursue a degree or um, a career in marine sciences, aquarium sciences, um, those types of those types of things. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's I know it's great and super special. Jack, how many interns do you think we've had over the past, I don't know, 30 or 40 years? Well, that's a good question. Um, I, I mean, definitely over somewhere around or over 100 interns. Um, and um, that that's just the college, you know, the college age internship. We also have high school interns and volunteers. So in in, a, in any given year, we might have um, you know, 20 or 30, um, you know, staff interns, volunteers, um, helping out at the aquarium. So, um, the amount of people that we've trained, um, in marine sciences is probably, you know, somewhere around, I don't know, random estimate 500, uh, you know, maybe somewhere even beyond that. All right. And, and Jack, where, where can interns go after this experience? Like what's the typical sort of career track path, um, and, and how does that how does that work? How does this experience translate into the job? Yeah, so um, the most common trajectories for um, our outgoing um, interns, um, a lot of them stay um, within the marine sciences and go into academia. So um, some of them get um, like seasonal tech jobs, um, biology jobs, things like that. Um, a lot of them go off uh, to grad school, typically in marine biology, oceanography, marine science realm. Um, and then there's a cohort of them that goes off and um, goes into the aquariums. Um, so um, a lot of big aquariums um, hire our interns as aquarist one positions, and then um, they go from there. Um, some of them stay within uh, the nonprofit and environmental education uh, sector as well. So um, a lot of interns um, come through this space and, and, you know, really decide that they love environmental education and working with families and kiddos and, and want to combine, you know, education and marine sciences. So um, 
you know, several of them go off and, and do other um, marine education and, and nonprofit um, positions as well. Um, and then there are a few that that do, you know, completely different things. And, and um, so, some of the interns have like combined their marine science passions with with other passions of theirs in really interesting ways. So um, let's see, one of um, one of my interns from a few years ago, um, it works at a sustainable um like clothing startup that recycles textiles and their mission is to reduce the amount of um, like waste um, from the clothing sector that goes into the ocean. Um, another one um, really likes business, but also marine science. And she is um, working in the um, carbon uh, carbon credit um, space there. So um, all sorts of different career trajectories um, and, you know, the skills you learn here, um, you know, presenting yourself and environmental education, um, the attention to detail and the lab skills um, that go into husbandry. There's so many different things that that interns um, can and, and have done after this internship. Right. So you actually just brought up a word that I was going to bring up for, for us to chat about a little bit. That's the animal husbandry piece of this. So I think that people are always fascinated by the level of care it takes to manage animals. And, you know, you, you're, you mentioned, you know, you've got somewhere between 800 and a thousand different little animals or animals of varying sizes. <laughs> and can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, what is animal husbandry and what does it really entail inside an aquarium? Yeah, great question. So, um, yeah, marine husbandry is, is taking care of marine animals. Um, and, um, our jobs are a little bit more complicated than say taking home, taking care of like, you know, a little fishbowl or something like that. Um, so uh, we have like kind of this holistic approach to, to marine husbandry. So in addition to taking care of the animals um, that you see, the display animals in the tank, um, marine husbandry is also very much um, about taking care of the bacteria and microorganisms in the tank. So we have very special filters that have um, surface area, acres of surface area to um, grow and sustain um, these bacterial communities that process the water. So we're constantly testing the water quality. Um, and so we're, we're seeing like how much the fish are pooping in the tank, but also how well the bacteria are doing at processing that waste. Um, so we make adjustments to the, um, to the tank chemistry, to the filters, um, to, you know, provide care to the, you know, the macroorganisms, um, but also to the microorganisms, um, which is kind of a piece of, of the husbandry that, that people don't really, you know, at, at first glance, um, understand. Um, so that's really important. Um, but, you know, some of the normal husbandry tasks, we do regular water changes. So, um, you know, for the same reason you want wouldn't want to swim in a pool of your own, you know, pee and poop, uh, neither do the animals. So uh, we periodically um, drain a portion of the tank water and fill it with um, fresh um, seawater from Nantucket Harbor right behind the aquarium. Uh, we also um, do a lot of cleaning. So uh, we clean the sand, we clean the glass, um, like, you know, algae growing and things like that. Um, also, a lot of our work is, uh, you know, making sure we're feeding the animals enough. And what's kind of unique about our aquarium is that we catch, you know, 
all sorts of local animals and not all of them are the the charismatic animals that you see at other aquariums. So a lot of the animals we take care of don't really have um, a lot of literature on how much you should feed it and things like that. So um, we're very careful about how, how much you know, we're feeding the animals and, and really kind of have to learn how to do it um, for a lot of our species on our own. Um, because, you know, there aren't a lot of aquariums with four spine sticklebacks that, you know, these little camouflage fish in the eelgrass and things like that. Um, so it's, it's a lot of work. Um, probably the most difficult animals we have to take care of are our jellyfish um, because um, not only do we have to do all of these other tasks um, that I just talked about, um, but they have some really, uh, you know, interesting and, and special um, sort of care requirements. Um, for example, um, this is an animal that lives under the water, but if a jellyfish gets a bubble in it, that's super dangerous. If you don't, um, you know, get the bubble out, the bubble can slowly pierce a hole through the jellyfish's bell. So, um, we have to burp the jellyfish occasionally. If they get a bubble, we gently tap them on the bell and the bubble comes out. And then the jellyfish goes off um, scot-free. Um, we also have to grow um, food to feed our, um, our jellyfish um, in particular. So um, we grow phytoplankton in our special plankton lab to feed sea monkeys that we also grow in this plankton lab because jellyfish don't like to eat their vegetables. So we have to you know, make sure these baby sea monkeys eat the phytoplankton and then we feed the baby sea monkeys that are full of yummy phytoplankton to our jellyfish. So we're like growing a whole food chain to, you know, sustain these brainless, weird little creatures. Um, so it, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Um, but I'm really thankful to have, you know, our fabulous uh, interns and volunteers to help me with it. Yeah, nature is indeed very magical, Jack. And yes, you do grow little baby monkeys, sea monkeys. Um, I think all of that is just so beautiful. Um, so a little bit about the jellyfish tank. So I think that, you know, that's something that has been a new addition to our aquarium and has been really well received. You want to comment on that? Yeah, so we we have this beautiful new jellyfish cylinder um, tank. Um, this year we've um, put Atlantic sea nettles in it, which are um, these jellyfish um, very famously annoying to uh, surfers on the South Shore um, that like to sting people. Um, so we have the beautiful sea nettles in there, um, and they're doing great. Um, and our our tank has this really cool light on it that you know can change color whatever we want to make it so we can make the you know jellyfish look pink one day and blue the next day um and and yeah and jellyfish tanks too have to be specially designed you know you can't put a, a jellyfish in a you know normal rectangular tank so um this cylinder has been specially engineered to have like circular flow so that the jellyfish as they're moving throughout the tank aren't like bumping into the side of the glass or getting sucked into the filter um because these animals don't have you know a brain they don't know where they're going so they can't you know protect themselves from uh damaging um themselves on the side of the tank so it's been specially engineered um and it it, it looks great well, Jack, thanks for taking time out today to chat with me about release day and to teach our listeners a little bit about our internship program and a little bit about how taking care of animals or marine animals in an aquarium works. Really appreciate that. And for those listening, you can join us on Saturday, October 7th on Washington Street at our aquarium. For release day, I'm sure it'll be a big crowd and there's lots of activities and Jack will 
give you a little tour and um, help you understand uh, what the fish will do when they swim away. All right. Thanks for listening. I'm Joanna. I'm from the Roy Mitchell Association. You've been listening to The Nature of Nantucket. Thanks, Jack. <laughs>